When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to Talking Transfers from the 90 Min Podcast Network. I'm Scott Saunders, joined by 90 Min's transfer correspondent Graham Bailey and 90 Min's top cat, Toby Cudworth. There are two, as we record this, two major matches left of the European season. Notice, Toby, how I got a mention for West Ham in their in their big final on Wednesday night. We are recording before that. If you're listening after it, what's happened in the game, Toby? Uh, West Ham have won 2-1 and I'm a very, very happy chap. Although as of right now, I'm very, very nervous. Graham, what do you reckon? You know, I, I think if it had been Basel, West Ham would be winning this. I think Fiorentina are full of dangers. West Ham, I think they're actually, if you look at Fiorentina's side, they're actually quite good. I think it's very similar to West Ham, where West Ham, Fiorentina fans will be looking at West Ham's team and going, ah, they're quite good. I think West Ham fans are probably doing the same thing, clicking on Fiorentina. Um, I must admit, I think um, we could see Luka Jovic play a role here. Um, I, hope to, I hope West Ham win. I really do. But I fear there might be party in Florence on the night. Champions League final on Saturday as well in Istanbul. Man City v Inter. Foregone conclusion, I think, for all of us. I'm not even going to ask. Just nod. Treble happening for Manchester City. Uh, you you will not hear the nodding on the audio that you're listening to, but the, both the other guys have just given us a nod. Um, also, there's an international break coming up at the end of the week as well. Fantastic. I can't wait. I just can't wait. But do you know how much attention I'm going to pay to it, Scott? Absolutely none. <laughs> they've, got, they've got to fit in so many qualifiers, don't they? Well, this time next year, we're, it's a Euros. And, yeah. and we're, not, we're hardly into the qualifiers, yeah? I know. Two, is it two games been played so far? Something? Yeah, if that, yes. yeah. For some, it's, it's remarkable how many they're going to have to fit in. That's up with no postponements. Yep. Uh, we'll get into the transfers anyway, because the transfer window is about to open. It's not going to be long. There are transfers already on the verge of completion. We'll talk through some of them today. Spurs have finally appointed a manager. Unbelievable. We'll talk about that at the top of the show. We'll also talk West Ham's darling Declan Rice. We'll talk Aston Villa's big plans. We'll talk Messi going back home. We'll talk who's going to Saudi Arabia with Karim Benzema, because that might be a thing to watch out for for the duration of the summer. We'll talk Harry Kane, Real Madrid, and Man United as well towards the end of the show. Please subscribe on all your major podcast platforms and follow us on Twitter at underscore Scott Saunders, at Toby underscore Cudworth, and at Graham Bailey, nightmin.com forward slash talking transfers for all the latest from our team. 
on what is happening in the transfer market, 90min underscore football for all of the social channels for 90min as well. Let's start with Tottenham finally appointing a manager. Now, it is... How many candidates did Tottenham run through? Um, uh, Toby, how, how are you surprised at this one or does it make sense? Uh, I think ultimately I'm not surprised at the level of manager that Spurs have appointed. I always had a feeling that Nagelsmann Enrique was kind of punching above Spurs' weight for the state of their squad. Uh, they need a lot of surgery to, to be done to make them competitive again. Uh, there's the Harry Kane saga, which is still going to rumble on for a few weeks. So I actually think the appointment is right for where Spurs are. I can't believe that they've given him a four-year deal. That, to me, screams Spurs madness. I would have thought two years with the option of a further couple or an extra 12 months would have made more sense. Because you don't really know how this is going to go. I know Postacoglu has done a superb job at Celtic and he's won back-to-back trebles. But that is in Scotland and Celtic win everything all the time. So there has to be... I'm sure uh, cautiousness applied by Spurs fans in regards to the appointment. They're optimistic, of course they are, that this might be a bit of a change from what we've seen over the last few years. Mourinho, Conte, the big names haven't worked. So this is a downgrade from that and it could be what Tottenham need, but it's really, really risky for me. Graham, what's the details here? Yeah, um, for your deal, it's it's interesting what it what it does to Celtic. We we'll have to see who Celtic go for. Fascinating who who we see what what which avenue they will go down and whether they go a young a young route like Matthias Jesley from uh, Salzburg, or did they go for tried and tested or Celtic legend maybe David Moyes? Cough cough there, Toby. Interesting to see what happens there in next Brendan. week. Also. Well, Brendan is an interesting one. Um, as Toby said there, the level of manager for me. This is such a huge risk for Tottenham. Um, Poster Coglu goes in there at age 57, distinctly average CV. Um, he's done at Celtic what Neil Lennon did. He's won less trophies than Brendan Rodgers won at Celtic. And, and where did they go after Celtic? I, 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 they, they has like an to Graham Potter all over. He doesn't have the CV to get the Tottenham job. Um, I think it's a massive, massive gamble from Daniel Levy. Uh, for, for Tottenham fans, it works. Um, but I just, for me, I don't think he's good enough. I really don't for Tottenham. Uh, I think Tottenham is, a, is now a top six Champions League team. And at that level, he's not good enough for me. Is it fair, though, to say that Tottenham have, they've tried with other bosses? And I think this is more of an admission from Spurs that they realise the actual position that they're in. And yeah, obviously the CV isn't, isn't like at the level that you'd expect for a big six team in the, in the Champions League. Obviously he does come with some plus points in terms of the style of football that Spurs want to play. That has been lost over the last four years with Mourinho and Conte. And I think there's a clamoring for Spurs fans to get that back. So are they going a bit back to basics here, Toby? Back, back to Aussie idealist, isn't it guy? Back to Aussie idealist type of manager. Yeah. It's going to be it's going to be expansive, free flowing. They're going to be open games. Spurs are probably going to score a lot, and they're going to continue conceding a lot. But it will be done in a more attractive fashion. And that's Tottenham. Yeah, it is. It's very on brand in that respect. And I don't know. Has Daniel Levy made this decision in the end 
to kind of appease the supporters a bit. He's never really done anything like that. But this feels to me like a little bit of a downing of tools from his perspective because Daniel Levy wants the very best for Spurs, right? They've got the best stadium arguably in the country now that cost close to a billion pounds to construct. He's wanted that big name manager to be in place and that hasn't worked. This seems like a big retraction from him and it's kind of coming back down to a level where some Spurs supporters are calling for a reset. It doesn't feel like a very Levy appointment to me, but maybe he's got to the stage where he just accepts where they are. does feel a bit like a reset to me. Is Harry Kane going to stick around for a reset, Graham? No, no. Especially with Real Madrid um, on the the mix now. Not if he has, not if he has that option. Not, not at all. I don't see it. I think, I think it's easier than ever now for him to, to demand the exit. I think Tottenham fans will respect that he now wants to leave. No Champions League football. The appointment of this Avenge Postacoglu who, um, may provide him with chances, but no, um, everything's fallen into place. I think for Harry Kane now we'll discuss it. Obviously, there's that massive hole in Real Madrid squad now. Um, looks to be the size of Harry Kane, and you know we know that Daniel Levy doesn't want to sell to Manchester United. Doesn't want to sell within the Premier League. He's done business with with Florentino Perez before through Gareth Bale, etc. And Gareth Bale had to go on strike to get that move, though, didn't he? Well, I think I think that Kane. I think well now the now the manager is appointed. We talked about this previously, didn't we, Scott? I think if he is going to agitate for a move, I think he was waiting for the manager to come in. He's seen who it is now. If he's impressed by him, he might stay. I, I, I find it hard to believe that he'll be staying at Tottenham now. Um, I, I think Harry Kane is, is, has one foot out the door here. I really do. Uh, may as well do the section now even because Real Madrid to, with uh, Harry Kane, Toby, makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, we've talked about Man United and Harry Kane and their interest in him for a long time. But this is something that suits... Probably Tottenham, probably Kane, Real Madrid as well. Makes a hell of a lot of sense. Suits all parties. Carlo Ancelotti said post-match on Sunday what Real Madrid would need in terms of a Benzema replacement. It'd be somebody who could score goals, link up the play and be a leader on the field. Kane obviously does all of that and some. Uh, This feels like the perfect opportunity now for him to get that big, big move that we feel like he deserves. I've always been a bit reserved about him potentially going to Bayern because I thought well, the level of competition isn't really there domestically and you're pinning all of your hopes on winning the Champions League to really achieve something meaningful. Uh, Manchester United is difficult to do because of Daniel Levy's stance selling to another Premier League club. The opportunity to join Real Madrid doesn't come around very often and now that Karim Benzema has gone surely this is the time, as Graham said, for Harry Kane to agitate and just say, look, I'm never going to get this chance again. You need to let me go. Um, and for Real Madrid, it's affordable, right? I think they've got the the finances to do this, even though Jude Bellingham is going in there. Karim Benzema was on huge wages. So the fact that he's now gone has opened up, as you said, Graham, a Harry Kane size space in their squad. And I think it's a perfect fit because Mbappe is not going to happen this summer. It's interesting. Is are we saying you're, Levy you're is going to be a willing... You look disappointed there, Scott. You no, look, I'm, res- you I'm resigned see, to it. Yeah, I, I never never wanted it to happen, Like to be honest. I think United are better off signing Rasmus Hoyland for 40 million quid, 50 million quid, and reinvesting in other areas. <laughs> uh, no, it, it, 
obviously, even the most ardent United fan who knows that Daniel Levy does not want to sell to another Premier League club. United have to play 20 million plus more than Real mm. Madrid are, at the least, anyway. It's going to be way more protracted, going to take far longer. Levy's going to dig his heels in. I think this one suits everyone. Do you think Do you think Levy is a willing seller in this instance to, to Madrid? I think they'll they'll try and offer him a new deal. I don't think they'll take it. And, you know, I think they, uh, they'll have a buyback in there. So they'll probably see it as, you know, he'll have two, three years there and then maybe come back to Tottenham, continue towards a record maybe. I don't have to be on the realms of fantasy. him coming back when he's, what, 33, 34, you can see him back at the club. Um, I think I just think it suits it suits Tottenham down to the ground doing this deal. Um, and it, it's perfect for Kane, isn't it? Because you can go with the fans' best wishes. When you go to Real Madrid, it's not really a, um, a slap in the face of Tottenham fans, which a lot of them probably still would have seen that. If he went to United, they still would have seen that. But him going to Madrid, it's just perfect. Yeah, and I imagine he'll be um, he'll be open to taking not a reduction, Daniel Levy, but I. I think I think Real hope to get him out for less than a hundred, and as as we say, it's not release clause, so it'll be done over a amount of time as well. You say it might suit Tottenham, does it though? Really, Toby? I guess because Tottenham are going to be losing the only player who really scores goals for them this season, their best player in one, perhaps their best player ever. Yeah, you know, um, that's up for debate, obviously, but he is certainly their best player of modern times. And a senior figure, but he's not going to look at. I'm, I'm speculating here, but he's probably not going to look at Postacoglu and think, right, let's get going. We can win stuff here. It's, it's not going to happen, is it? So I think there's a natural end point here for Harry Kane. But what does Postacoglu do if Harry Kane does go? Because, Graham, that he's interested in bringing in some players. Who, who's he thinking of? Yeah, the he from what we understand, he's green lighted the James Madison approach for that to continue. Um, so they'll be battling with, I believe, with Newcastle for him. So that'll continue. So Madison coming in there, it looks a good fit for Tottenham. I mean, to be fair, wherever he goes, he'd be a good fit. He's one of the best attacking midfielders in the Premier League. They want a centre half as well, which we understand. Um, they like Max Kilman, Tottenham, someone I like, but like here, Merrick Laporte, and um. There are links with Celtic as well. Um, sorry, to, to, to... <clears throat> lose my voice there. Huh? Um, there is a few players that he does like at Celtic who may fit the bill. The main one being Kyugo for Ahashi, the striker, very good. Um, Richarlison obviously get his chance as well, but I think he will look at for Ahashi. And then there's Hatati as well in midfield, and Jota as well. So. It's going to be a very interesting week to see where he goes, but he does need these attackers. But I think James Madison and Furuhashi might be the first two he tries to get over the line. One thing I would say about Postacoglu raiding his old club, that is not the level of player that Tottenham will need to get back to competing in the top six for me. Um, and I don't think that's too unjust to say that. But I do think that they've got to bring in six, seven, eight players. Um, regardless of whether or not Harry Kane goes, because he is the only one who scores goals. I know Son contributed in the second half of last season and has generally been superb. But you can't just rely on two players for your output. And I don't think Postacoglu would have gone in there pinning all of his hopes on Harry Kane's going to stay. So there's got to be grand plans for a kind of, I want to say, an upheaval of that squad. Um, They're going to be playing a different shape as well, aren't they? Postacoglu plays 4-3-3 and Spurs have been playing 3-5-2. 
for the best part of four years. So we can expect sweeping changes, right? Both in and out, I'd imagine. There's a lot of bases to touch here. Um, obviously, we've mentioned United already. We've mentioned Benzema already. I'm just going to cycle back to them at the end of the show, but I think we'll just throw them in here now because, yeah, I mean, United are going to find it a lot more difficult to do a Harry Kane deal than Real Madrid, are you presume? Is the United have obviously stepped up. It seems interesting. Rasmus Hoyland, who Graham, we've said there's been on United's list for a number of months. There's been a, a shortlist of younger players that they could potentially develop. And there's been a lot of names there. Hoyland, not a prolific scorer by any means, but he ha- he's 20 years old, has the raw materials potentially to, to fit in at United. Um, he's also, if, if you love a little bit of modern day transfer speculation, he's followed a lot of Man United's players on social media as well. So that is an indicator that the move is done. Is it? <laughs> it's it's not quite done. Obviously, the big indicator. Well, possibly he's just he's just moved the agents. He's now with SEG, who look after Everton Hag. But you know, United don't just sign SEG players. Do it. They've signed a few, but it obviously means they do have a um, hotline through to Ten Hag. But Ireland, as you say, Scott is a player that they've been looking at for a long time, quite a few months. They're not the only club. You know, Chelsea like him a lot. Uh, Juventus like him. Um, which may time with the Vlaovic situation. You know, Vlaovic is the situation United looking at. We're waiting for the Max Allegri situation to to retranspire there. Is he staying? Is he going? That's delayed a bit of the Vlaovic stuff. But Hoyland, if they do go for Hoyland, it means United are going, it seems, going down this two-striker route, Scott, which we we have said they were looking at the experienced guys and the younger guys. Hoyland is one of the younger guys. This is his first season in Italy. He's looked apart, strong. And but there is a price tag to go with him now. You know, we, we understand that Atalanta are looking for 70 million euros now, which what, just over 55, 50, 55 million, which again, it, it's not cheap, but it's not massively expensive either, is it really? You know, in today's world, if you're a Champions League team, paying 50 million for a striker isn't much. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So yeah, that this one is progressing. It's got um, talks ongoing. Atalanta resigned to losing him. Uh, we we understand the player has told Atalanta he wants to go. And yeah, a really interesting option uh, and one who United like a lot. Um, not done yet by any stretch of imagination, but yeah, they are pushing on with this one. Yeah, we did report that United would ideally like two strikers to join them in the summer, but Anthony Martial would be difficult to shift. He's constantly injured. He's injured again. He's going to be injured for a lot of the summer. How do you sell him? He's got a year left on his contract, I think, till 2024. The United give him one more year on the fringes and bring him in when they can and end up shifting his wages off. And they also have a decision to make on Mason Greenwood's future as well, which is going to be... It's going to be decided at some point in the summer. So, you know, mentioned Dusan Vlajevic there, Graham. You know... If Allegri does stay, then that's potentially an avenue that could open up. I think there's other clubs who want him as well, though. And we, we obviously know Bayern are looking for a striker. So 
and United need to strengthen in a number of different positions. So is Hoyland potentially a cheap option? Do they sign two? I think he'd be, I think he'd be one of two, Scott. I think, but if you get him over the line early, it takes the pressure off. Then, then perhaps you can wait for Vlaovic. If he does go into August, maybe you can wait for him or another deal. Um, but I think with Hoyland, if you bring him in, it takes a bit of pressure off. But Because um, we know he probably is looking at two now. What about Real Madrid? Well, what about Karen Benzema? So Karen Benzema has su- somewhat surprisingly, I, th- I kind of thought he'd stay to the end of his contract until last mm. week, obviously, where the situation changed. There was a little bit of suggestion that, oh, he's, he's leaving. Oh, he's staying. Oh, no, he's actually going. And he is actually going to Saudi Arabia. Um, just a little bit of detail on that, Graham, before we get into the, the real meat of this. Yeah, it was fascinating. I think it was last Friday, wasn't it, that it came out um, that he told um, Florentino Perez he wanted to leave. Um, obviously, everyone around, our sources, my sources confirming to me, say he's told him. And then, then obviously, he came out on the night at some gala event um, suggesting all the internet lies. And obviously, it was contact our sources saying why he would let us down. But it turns out everything was true in the end. And... Yeah, I'm surprised as well. So I'm surprised he's taking this now. I'm surprised that the last year of his deal at Real with the, with the Euros as well next summer. Surely, you'd imagine he spoke to Deschamps before doing this. But it's hard to see France picking a striker from playing the Saudi Arabian League. But as we're going to discuss, does that make good players going to Saudi? It might be of a decent standard um, by the time next season starts. Um, so, yeah, I, I am surprised. But you do wonder whether the... the the fact that Harry Kane is probably available played played into this as well. I don't think Real have thought too hard, and but he is, he is going to be getting paid over two hundred and fifty thousand pounds a day in Saudi, so that is very hard to compete with. Oof, that is mind shattering money. Um, and he's not even the highest paid player in the Saudi league. <laughs> well, Cristiano Ronaldo moved there a few months ago, but Graham, tell us more about this grand plan because the chances are Karen Benzema is not going to be the last top level player to move to this league. Ronaldo's there already. Benzema's going to move there as well. Seeing Angolo Kante potentially on his way there or having an offer there. How many players are we talking here? Well, yeah, they want to... It, this is all about tourism for Saudi. It's a reason that Piff have invested in Newcastle as well. Piff, who confirmed that now basically own the top four teams in the Saudi league as well, amazingly. So they're under the same umbrella as Newcastle. I think they're at least wanting, from what I've been told, at least three marquee players per team. And when we're talking marquee players, we are talking marquee players. We're talking the likes of Benzema, Ronaldo, Messi, who... He's going to still go to Barca, but at the end of his Barca deal, he might end up there. We're talking these types of players. And Golo Kante, who we revealed at the weekend, um, had an offer from Saudi. And it was such a strange one where he had an offer from Saudi, but at that point, even he didn't know which club. They're, so like Piff, Piff have got these four teams under their umbrella now. They're making offers for players and then deciding the club after. It's, it's that point now where it was the same with Benzema as well. We didn't know which club it was for Benzema until after. Um, the offer came through. Um, it's fascinating. But I think there, there's these marquee players, but they're going for others as well. Um, we've seen them linked after Zahar. I'm told that James Tavernier at Rangers, the Rangers captain, someone in the site. So I think we'll see these marquee players. I think there'll be a second level as well. 
not dissimilar how we saw things go in China, but I think there's a lot more money behind this one. So it, it's going to be fascinating, really. And, and I think it'll be an avenue. We see Chelsea and Man United as well. They'll be looking at Saudi thinking, and we spoke about him there, Anthony Martial. What better place to send Anthony Martial now for next season, Scott? Ooh, what, you can give us a profit on him and take us all his wages? Hmm. Quite a few flights being booked to Saudi by these big clubs. <laughs> it's quite a lot of other high-profile players actually out of contracts this summer, isn't it? Sergio Ramos has left PSG. Mm. Uh, Luka Modric still hasn't put pen to paper at Real Madrid. I've seen his name mentioned in the last couple of days. Uh, Aubameyang and Chelsea parting of the ways. Roberto Firmino still doesn't have another club. So there is lots of scope there for, I don't know, four or five others to follow Benzema this summer. Uh, Kante would be an interesting one. That's another situation where I look at it and I think Chelsea should be thanking their lucky stars <laughs> if a Saudi Arabian club is willing to take on Kante's wages and pay him 100 million or whatever the rumoured figure is for the next two years. That will allow Chelsea to move on instead of this mm. ludicrous new contract offer that they are giving uh, or considering giving to him. It looks like they backed away from that a little bit. It's backed away. I do wonder whether Poch has played a part there. Where, and we talk about Chelsea, suddenly Kovacic and Kante wages coming off. Of, that's we're talking over half a million pound a week there, Chelsea say. But I know they're not into saving much money at the best of times. But that's that's a big that's a big wedge off their wage bill. Plenty to keep an eye out on that. The, the Anthony Martial shout, Graham. I didn't even put two and two together there, but that might be. I, I, I think we'll see avenue. some of these. Yeah, I think we'll see. I said James Tavernier at Rangers. I think you know, someone like Marcus Turam, who's a, free, a big free agent in Europe, wouldn't surprise me to see if they come in with a cheeky offer. I, as to Toby said, I think some of these second level players who are big frees wouldn't surprise me to see. Wouldn't surprise me if we see end up seeing a good 20 to 30 European based players head over there. Let's move to Irons in the Fire because they will be in the fire on Wednesday night trying to win a European trophy. What will happen with Declan Rice in the immediate aftermath of West Ham winning or losing their final? Uh, well, the short of it is bids. The bid, the bidding war will begin for Declan Rice. Arsenal, Chelsea, Man City, Man United, all primed, interested and, and ready to test West Ham's resolve. Of £100 million, that is the asking price. We've said that time and time again. Still don't know whether or not any of the interested clubs are willing to go that far. And we don't anticipate the opening bids to be near that figure. I think we might have a bit of chess coming up over the next few weeks. Clubs positioning themselves and actually seeing how West Ham responds to initial offers. But we are expecting that final to be played on Wednesday. And by the end of the week, the first offers to have gone in for Declan Rice. And then we will have more of an idea about how this is going to play out this summer. In the England squad, he is, right? Yep, always. Never gets a rest as Declan plays every game. Yep. Uh, that will be an interesting one to watch over the course of the next few weeks. Obviously, let's move through to another team that plays in similar colours to West Ham. Aston Villa targeting an Unai Emery favourite, Graham. A pod- one of our podcast favourites, isn't he, Scott? Um, one of you- I would well- say one of your favourites. I like him. Three years. I like him. Well, he, he was nearly one of your favourites, wasn't he? When he nearly signed for United. Nearly. Um, Varane instead, wasn't it? Uh, Paul Torres, obviously, we're talking about. Spanish international. Um, terrific centre-half. Um, big big player for Villarreal. It seems they've narrowed down the list at Villa to, to two. 
Um, I'm Eric Laporte, is the one they've been talking to as well. As we know, excellent Premier League centre half. Paul Torres actually cost a little, would cost a little bit more, but his wages would be a lot, lot less because Laporte is on big money at City. He's also got Tottenham looking at him, Laporte. So it's an interesting one. But they are looking at these two, and I think it is a big upgrade for them. I think Torres and Laporte would be a good upgrade for Villa. It's the sort of players I think they should be looking at. Um, they're both top four players, in my opinion, so I think it would be very good. Um, so, yeah, an interesting one. Paul Torres, though, looks like uh, coming through firmly. And, uh, yeah, I'll be delighted to see him in England, Scott. He'll be in that 90 minute team of the week on a regular basis. I do like Paul Torres. I think he's a, I think he's one of those players that we'll see come in and within 12 months he'll be getting linked with a big move again because he'll be that good. Where he'll be costing 80 million quid again. Yeah. Because Villa don't need to sell him. Yep. Not going to go into the category of the nearly man, is he? Where we talk about him being linked to a big club every other summer and then it doesn't actually happen. He just he stays like, at the... Yeah, I think he was just second choice for a lot of teams, wasn't he? He was at United second choice and like Chelsea. He was he was on Chelsea's list before they splashed the cash elsewhere. Um, very interesting player, though. Let's move on to some potentially done deals. <clears throat> Let's do... We haven't done Alexis McAllister yet. So, Ooh. Graham, that is... As we record, this is not done, but it is done... Basically, yeah, it's done with the player. Um, he's having his medical. This is really interesting from a Brighton and Brighton are really straight batting this. They, they've said all along there was no clause in his contract. Now, I think they might get around this by suggesting the, the terminology of it. We've been told there might, there might be a mechanism in his contract to get him out, so not a clause but a mechanism. Um, and that's why Liverpool are doing this. I was told this morning that it could be as low as 40 million initially, which would be staggering. It really would. Um, it's very unlike Tony Bloom to put this sort of clause in. Sorry, a mechanism in someone's contract um, to do this. Um, but yeah, it, it looks as if... I think there might be other add-ons. So I think the initial fee would be that with add-ons, taking it possibly as high as 50, 60. That's the inclination. But Brighton are keeping the cards close to chest. They're, they do insist there's no release clause, but there is something there to get him out. And then... That takes on Caicedo as well. They insist there's no release clause with him, but is there a mechanism in Caicedo's as well? Brighton, they're really interesting. We have to keep an eye on this. But yeah, but in terms of McAllister, he is Liverpool's first big signing. They've got it done. They wanted it done early and they've got him. That's mad. 40 million for Alexis McAllister. I'm I'm amazed every big club in the country has not been all over that. If that well, if that is the yeah. true figure, because he is one of the best. There have oh, been talking to him, yeah. There have been talk. There was that rumours about. I can't remember where it came from. The rumours that um, because they weren't Champions League, McAllister wasn't interested, which were nonsense. His dad has been talking to them for months. Um, I I think it's just the fact that he, he he did he wanted to play for Klopp and Liverpool did appeal. I know they're not top four anymore, but I think I think there was only from what I'm told there was only really City who could have challenged them for this. But City have gone for Kovacic. Bellingham didn't happen, so Phillips isn't gone yet. So I think with City not pushing hard on him. I think Liverpool was his first choice. Is that an initial 40 with potential add-ons? Yeah, so we believe so. Yeah. Report yeah. 40. Yeah, we believe so. I think it will take that initial 40 to go in. Um, but yeah, we'll have to see. we need this mechanism explaining, Scott. But obviously, for Brighton simply to say there's no clause, yeah, there might not be a clause, but there's something in there to get him out. There really is. Well, lovely... Uh, transition here from mechanisms and clauses to levers because uh, I'm going to go to Barcelona and Leo Messi 
Barcelona have been pulling lever after lever after lever. Do they have to pull more little tricks to get Leo Messi, Leo Messi over the line, Graham? Is this, like we've, we've said this, it's just always a matter of time, right? Um, is it, how much time more are we talking here? Is this Barca's highest priority? I know that like Martinez from Athletic has left the club, for example, but Messi's top choice, first choice? Yeah, I think technically get, getting the Gavi and the Rougeau contract signed off might be top of the list, but obviously Messi is a free transfer. Martinez is a free transfer. So getting all these contracts done is, is, is in essence, their top priority. But yeah, Messi is the one. We know George Messi was talking. He was at Laporta's house, wasn't he, yesterday? It's just a matter of how they're going to get this done. As we discussed on the show previously, they've been looking at all sorts of avenues to go down. Whether Messi could become a part of Barcelona's board, to help with it, whether he could be signed by Inter or a Saudi club and then loaned back to Barcelona. They are exploring every single Inter Miami, avenue. not Inter Milan. Inter Milan, sorry, Inter Miami. Yeah, I was looking at Inter Milan on my screen. Uh, Inter Miami, yeah. So yeah, I think that might still happen with the Saudi club. Yeah, he's, he's coming back to Barcelona. He really is. Um, we shouldn't say the Camp Nou because he won't be playing at the Camp Nou. Probably, he'll probably want to stay there until, was it two-year building, building operation there? So we might we might not see Lionel play back at the Camp Nou, um, given how long that might take. But um, yeah, we fully expect it, Scott. We've said this since January. We've had it from Messi's people. This was always the target. And you know, they've got this far. They're not going to have got this far from from turning down PSG to all this. And it's not about money for him. It really isn't about money. Yeah, he's not going to play for 10 euros a game, but this isn't about money for him now. It's about going back to Barcelona and seeing um, if it, what he can do under under Xavi. It's going to be fascinating. But yeah, it, I think, it, and I'm told, it's a matter of when it, not, when it happens, not if. How romantic, Toby. Yeah. Um, is it romantic? I suppose it is. But the only thing that gets me here is that Barcelona are having to move so many different things to make it happen. It doesn't really sit comfortably, does it? Because their finances are still clearly an absolute mess. Um, they've still got to register those contracts, haven't they, Graham? Gavi, yes, was, yeah, Arugio. Gavi, Arujo. They're the main two because I think Gavi and Arujo, no matter what the players say, the, as long as those contracts go, don't go unsigned, the agents are working in the background, letting all the other big clubs, the United, the Cities know, oh, you might be able to get a Rouge or Gavi for free. Luckily for Barca, those two players, luckily, actually, it is quite lucky or fortunate that neither of those two players have shown a willingness to leave. They both could have left on freeze intense, in, for all intents purposes, but they've shown no willingness to look for other offers. Um, but yeah, those two and Messi, and I think, Ma, as Scott said, Martinez, the, the left-sided defender, he's agreed his um, free transfer as well, which is why Laporte isn't going to, to Barcelona either. Well, everyone wants to join Barcelona, don't they? Has has been evidenced over the last few years. But yes, despite all the financial troubles, etc., etc., Barca still have that pull. Um, so, matter of time till Messi goes back. McAllister's joining Liverpool, formality essentially, and uh, another number of other clubs are looking to get their transfer windows kicked off. And Saudi Arabia are building their own competitive league. So that's today's show in a nutshell. Graham, Toby, thank you very much. Please subscribe on all your major podcast platforms and follow us on Twitter at underscore Scott Saunders at Toby underscore Cudworth. And at Graham Bailey, notimin.com forward slash talking transfers for all the latest. Follow us throughout the summer 
on that feed and on nightymin.com and on nightymin underscore football on all the social channels. Thanks, guys. Thanks very much for listening, everyone. And we'll see you soon for another Talking Transfers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.